Hey everyone, it's the podcast. I'm Allie Adams. I'm Whitney Emmer. And today we are going to be talking about all kinds of random stuff. <laughs> As we do every single day. Exactly. That's the podcast where we started at our desk, decided to put some microphones in front of it. And why not? <laughs> why not? Okay, so I want to talk about a really random story that you have that's about a reality TV star from England. Yes. Okay, tell me about this because we, we talked about it for a little bit. This is fascinating. Okay, so this reality star from England, um, apparently I... I was trying to figure out what she actually did, like, reality TV-wise. But um, <clears throat> one thing that they made sure to put in the article was the fact that she fell at the, like, <laughs> the music awards for Europe or something. It was amazing. And it was, like, a, and the that was one thing. It was a random hole in the ground. It's, like, somehow quicksand <laughs> happened. And she's, like, the, the meme is her, like... Yay! Like cheering, and she's got a microphone, and then boop, she's gone. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, there she goes, she gone. <laughs> so, it, I, I it was, oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. I'm trying to. Her name is Gemma, Gemma Collins. Okay, okay. So Gemma Collins um, wrote a book about her life and was getting interviewed by Now Magazine. And the person who was interviewing her didn't get a pre-copy of it. Like, the book's not even out yet. So So why would the interviewer have it right now? And sometimes they'll do that where they'll send advanced copies of stuff. Yeah. Even I've gotten advanced copies of, like, books written by people in town or whatever. Yeah. But she didn't send her anything, but she had the interview in place. So when she got there to interview Gemma, she was like did you read the book? And she said, well, no, I didn't get an advanced copy of it. And so the entire interview is this woman berating her on why she didn't do her research or read the book or anything. And one of the best parts about it is one of the questions she asks is, so tell me about the book. And the woman does not answer her. She's like, so you didn't read it. She goes, no, I didn't get a copy of it. And she was like, okay, well, if you would have read it, you wouldn't be asking me that question because you would know what the book is about. What? And she wouldn't answer the question. So the since this poor writer was like, I have no information. Like, I'm supposed to do this article and I have no information. She just went ahead and just published the entire interview <laughs> with this woman going back and forth about, so you didn't, so you didn't read this? So that's so that's what you're telling me is you you didn't read the book and the interview is about the book and it's just back and forth back and forth like it's I read the article and it's so painful and so amazing at the same <laughs> time like it's so salaciously beautiful I just soaked it up like a sponge <laughs> How would the I mean obviously first of all you would think that if you're going to be interviewed by the press you're going to know that okay yes they read my book or no they didn't well, and you would also think, oh, I have an interview with this magazine. I'm going to see if I can get my publisher to send them an advanced copy. Yes. But no. Or if not, like, okay, because I'm, I'm assuming that this, this was a little bit of a press blitz for the book. Okay, it's a perfect opportunity to talk about my book. Well, and the writer said the best. I mean, she came back and said the funniest thing, and it was, 
So I'm sitting there being or interviewing this woman where clearly neither one of us have read this book. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So all these people started tweeting the magazine, tweeting the author, like going nuts and, and saying stuff like, this is amazing. I love this. Because, I mean, she she did, since it was an interview and it was a recorded interview, she published it verbatim. <laughs> Even like... The like the publicist is in the background, like, and she put like quotation marks around it, or I mean, and or parentheses around it, and be like, um, she didn't, she didn't get a copy. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. Disclaimer. You could, so you could tell that her PR rep was like, please, please, Gemma, stop, please, please, please stop talking. This is so bad. This is so bad. Um, like one of the last things that uh, she said was, okay. So this was meant to be about the book. Basically, any of the interviews have to be about the book. Anything else isn't relevant. Darling, don't worry. We're going to get the book publishers to send everyone doing an interview the book. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> uh, Just shut it down. It's like so, like Bravo Celebrity England style. Like, it, it, like this is very Bravo-ish. Like, and I'm, I'm, you know, and again, this is someone that I don't, I don't know who it is, but I'm assuming it's kind of like a reality TV. That's what I'm assuming. They just keep saying Bravo it, England, Big Brother, or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, they just keep saying it is a a British reality TV star, um, Gemma Collins. But she did okay. tweet today. Guys, thank you for making me trend on Twitter. What a laugh. And I, and I think people are like, but no, we're laughing at you. Like, not, not with you. Not with you. And then somebody said, somebody like tweeted her back to her and was like, so obviously you didn't read it. So you don't know, like, and blah, 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 blah. And then she responded to that and said, exactly. Ha, 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 ha. Like, no, no. Everybody's making fun of you. Celebrity yeah. culture is so, like... It's like L.A. times a thousand, I think, in England. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because I think, you know, before, obviously, things like, you know, TMZ or Perez Hilton, like, England was the hunting ground for, like, paparazzi and, mm -hmm. and all that kind of crazy stuff. Well, princess died. Yeah. I mean, and they, and they were known for that before that was really the kind of thing that came to the States. I mean, that's also the same thing with, um, you know, different magazines and things like that also a lot of that started in england yeah and it's so interesting also i think the whole you know being famous for just being famous was also something that well for being famous for the fact that you're ridiculous and you don't have a i mean that's what uh, most of the reality stars today like the housewives southern charm uh vanderpump rules any of those or even if you go as far as like survivor big brother those mm -hmm. i mean you pretty much get on those shows because you don't have a filter and you're willing to do anything in front of a camera. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Exactly. It's kind of the philosophy of what will you do for 20 bucks. And it's sad because the very first piece of reality TV that I remember was the original Real World, which was super, super impactful. I think that, you know, there's a lot of interesting stories because at the time it wasn't like now you're practically like, What's the phrase I'm looking for? Almost like psychologically profiled. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you will do anything for the camera. Oh, yeah. But before, like when MTV started Real World, it was just kind of this cool experiment of, hey, these people are complete strangers and have completely different backgrounds. Isn't it the five strangers? Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Yep. <laughs> Living in a house together. 
and that was what it started as. But now it's just, it's this whole, how crazy can one person get? Yeah. Not just one person, but maybe seven or eight or nine or ten. It, you know, but when I think back to reality TV and I think to those first seasons of like New York and L.A. and real world, that was some pretty groundbreaking stuff. But now this is what we get. Gemma. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yelling at a reporter because she has not read her memoir that technically has not been released. Yes. And I guess it w- it was a famous fall at the BBC Radio One Teen Awards. <laughs> And it's pretty, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and show Allie right now because she hasn't seen it. I mean, it's pretty epic. Like, she's up, then she's down. And it's just out of nowhere. <laughs> See? It's pretty good. It, it, like, doesn't even look real. No, it doesn't look real. Oh, my gosh. But it is. It's a, it is she fell in a hole in the middle of the stage. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, she didn't bruise her pride. No, apparently not. If anything, it probably just lit the fire even more. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to be known for. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I guess, truly, even if it wasn't on purpose, she couldn't ask for this kind of promotion and PR. Oh, I know. I mean. Do you think maybe there is a part of this that it was kind of on purpose? Well, the number one rule of PR is no press is bad press, so. And instead of, you know, she's obviously getting a heck of a lot of more play and attention over this interview compared to if she just actually sat and talked about her book and chatted about it. Of I course. mean, we're here in Champaign, Illinois, talking about it. So right. mission accomplished, Jenna. Way to go, Gemma. Mission accomplished. The woman, we have no idea who you are. I can't figure out what show she's on, but I know she fell in a hole in the, in the on a stage. She fell in a hole in the ground, and that's really what we know. Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. Eric Amabrovitz, I believe I'm not saying that right. <laughs> I believe I am butchering that. <laughs> he um, was in Canada, was waiting to receive a full-ride scholarship to the prestigious um, music conservatory in Los Angeles. Except it's never came or did it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Apparently, he is a extremely talented uh, clarinet player. And uh, what happened was his girlfriend at the time had read an email that was actually the acceptance letter into his dream program. <laughs> but the psycho girlfriend, afraid to lose her boyfriend, she actually, I don't even know how this whole thing started. She contacted the person at the program, at the program, posing as the boyfriend, saying, that he would not be able to accept the offer and that he had made other plans for his future. This is where, this is kind of confusing. She then created an email making Amebervitz believe that he had been rejected from the program. I know you read this article too. I'd share yeah. this with you. That's like one of the biggest things of like, oh, how, how did she come up with this? And obviously if it like just came from a random Gmail, which I believe it did. Well, no, like it not- had his the guy's name in it. So he was wanting to study under this certain guy yeah. who's like world renowned. Yeah. And so she emailed him back and was like, oh, so sorry, I'm not doing that. And then she made a fake account that had his name in it. But what made me laugh when I was reading it is that it wasn't like, a creative email, like she took the guy's name and then put 09 at the yeah, end of it. And, and like put, Gmail, right? Gmail.com. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> what the? And what, like, and, and granted, what this, I believe this happened in 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, even then, obviously, you had, like, legitimate domains that you would have thought that it would have been at whatever.edu. Well, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was confused about is the fact that what, like, what professor or, you know, someone associated with a college, who would ever use their personal email to email a student? It's always usually going to be from a .edu somewhere. So, unless randomly, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Who knows? But that just seems fishy to me. Because obviously, (laughs) this is bad to say, I can't imagine in my mind that it was really all that easy for her to actually read and see the email and just delete. I see that's the easy part well see in my head because the how I mean why she wanted to do this is because they had just moved in together and things were going so well even though his claim was that it was going really fast Mm -hmm. but I think he was just rolling with it yeah and she deleted it because she was so afraid that he was going to move away from her and they would break up which side note they broke up six months later anyways because Probably because she's crazy. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But I just, I feel like this is a math equation of your level of crazy (laughs) divided by your desperateness. (laughs) Because if you are that desperate to keep your boyfriend into, I'm sorry, move with him then. If it is that, I, I don't, I don't get that. That is a math equation, a tale as old as time. I don't get that either because, like you said, first of all, they end up breaking up. He ended up then, I believe, going to USC anyways. Like, he didn't, he ended up staying in the same place anyhow. Well, he stayed at his same college, and then it said in the article something about how there was an interview opportunity Mm. again. Yes, another audition. Audition. And then he saw... Because obviously, and you know, and I imagine that world isn't exactly totally huge because I believe he was like one of like two or three finalists. And so if you're living in Southern California and you're a premier clarinetist, I'm sure that that's a very small pool to actually choose from. So you probably know other people from playing orchestras or whatever ensembles. I would think so. Because what ended up happening was he ended up auditioning for USC and saw a student that was also up for that prestigious program knew that he had been accepted and he's and basically asked him why didn't you choose to go there what why are you here and he's like what well and the guy that he like idolized too yeah he was he said something about how you know I can't believe you denied me and he you was turned like me down. what do you mean you turned me down and then it turned into this wait what yeah but the, I think the best part is when he is trying to figure out and his buddies, which makes me wonder how level her, like how high her level of crazy was for the fact that all of his buddies were like, maybe it was Jen. Maybe you should look Instantly. into this. Instantly. That was the first thing that they said. Instantly. Maybe you should check into Jen. Maybe it's Jen. Maybe and, you should look into this. And then they find the email, start hacking in. And then start using all of her old email email passwords, which (laughs) change your passwords, people. It is really not that difficult. Yeah, no. Especially if you do. I mean, it sounds so bad again. Especially if you do something shady like that. Yeah. You just you delete the account. You you change the password. You do something to all of our sisters out there. Change those 
passwords. Mm-hmm. If you are stalking your boyfriend, <laughs> make sure they cannot retrace your steps. Yes. It's not that hard. No, it is not that Do hard. Do not leave a digital footprint. Exactly. Go. Go. Anyways. <clears throat> Didn't Steve Jobs preach that all the time? <laughs> Take it from the master. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> It, th- this story was so ridiculous, and I, th- the one of the best parts was he said something about when he figured out it was her, he had hacked into the email, he figured out what was going on, he reached out to her, and he was like, and she didn't answer on social media. Shocking. Duh. She blocked him. Yeah. She then goes and blocks him on everything, <laughs> and now they only communicate through their lawyers. Which is fantastic. Uh, it is fantastic. And I think it's so insane the fact that they were just dating. Like, they moved in together. They were just dating. There was no ring. He even says multiple times in the article that it was moving way too fast. That's yes. why it broke up. And it's like they had a divorce. Like, they're only communicating through their lawyers now. Oh, And he's got a new girlfriend. His poor new girlfriend is probably like... No big deal. My boyfriend is just suing the pants off of his ex-girlfriend. And it's so, again, this was something that reading this article, like everything from like seeing the, uh, you know, the mentor, the person he really wanted to work under and the whole like L.A. or USC connection. It's a lot of moving pieces that kind of (laughs) was kind of confusing. But it's so crazy because obviously and thankfully, like I said, it's kind of, you know, I'm sure it's not like that many people in Southern California that run in this circle. So no. it was kind of a weird fate that it was like, hey, I'm here and these people know me and know a bit of the story and are giving me into insight into something that I didn't know before. Yeah, it was definitely when I read through it, I could not stop laughing. But at the same time, I thought, this is just so sad. I mean, it did end up working out for him like he worked for the nashville symphony or orchestra yeah. and then he just got hired for the toronto symphony orchestra because he's originally from canada yep and he said you know he's got a girlfriend he's very happy and he's just on you know on the side suing his girlfriend for or his ex-girlfriend for like three hundred thousand dollars and it's for like damages back pay that he would have gotten for getting that position i mean it was like a truckload of stuff that that money is from educational losses i believe he said uh, emotional damage understandably because could you imagine finding that out oh my gosh like especially when it's pretty much your shoe in like you feel like you have this and then it's done and you totally change you know the plans for your life and i think he talked about how he like really went into a dark place and it was a really bad period of time when he found out well or at least thought that he wasn't accepted into this program because not only was he not accepted he knew that the relationship he was in he wanted to end i just i throughout reading it in my head i just kept thinking okay try and put yourself in her shoes like try and put yourself in your in her shoes and them shoes must be too small because I could not wrap my brain around that's where you go to. Like, uh-uh. you stumble upon that email and your first thought is, oh, delete it. Boop. Like, never, never, no. never in a million years. Never, uh, never, ever would I think to do something like that. I do not have the guts to do that. No. I would have, like, buyer's remorse from that. Like, <laughs> I, I absolutely would be the same way. I'd, I'd be like... I just bought a ticket onto a crazy train 
And I hate this purchase. This was terrible. These band chicks, they're crazy. 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 But again, like you said, it was a bit of a, a happy end. And he talked about how things did work out better because he did go to Nashville and now he's back home in Toronto. And also he did win the $300,000 as well as another 50000 in damages. Oh, yeah. Because the judge had, was like, that. the judge that saw over the case was like, yep, nope, you're also going to give him another 50000 because you suck oh, to the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> what if the judge was sitting there and he, like, hit his gavel and then he was like, you're the worst. <laughs> so I'm going to tack on $50,000 because you were the absolute worst. That actually is pretty much not legal terms what I believe the judge said. Yeah. Or I guess in legal terms, that's you know that's what he said. Nope, that's or what she. I, to say. I believe it. Actually, I believe it was a she. <laughs> oh, oh, even better. She's like, you're making women look terrible. You are making single women look really, really, really bad right now. Yeah. But hey, he's three hundred fifty thousand dollars richer. Good Granted, also thinking about how. Like, is he ever going to see a penny of that money? Like, is she rich? Is she worth I, that? Like, or is it more of a symbolic, a symbolic you're awful? Yeah. And you need, you should pay him this. Yeah. You never know. I, yeah. That's a weird one. Because if she, you know, she was also a musician also. She turned around and said, I can't pay that. That's like nearly half a million dollars. I can't do that. Yeah. Or maybe, who knows? Maybe she is really wealthy. What if she just writes him IOUs? <laughs> And then he deletes it. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw that. You still owe you still owe me. Sorry, new email. Who dis? I never got that email. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, in happier dating topics, Dig, a new dating app for dog owners, just launched in Chicago this past weekend. I wish I lived in Chicago for this. Ah, I love it. First of all, I'm I I can't imagine that there aren't some other dating apps out there that are kind of similar. But this actually sounds really, really, really cool because you can plan, like, dog-friendly dates. And the app even helps you find uh, dog-friendly locations to go out on dates. And I believe it uh, has a little bit of a breed match. Does it really? For the pets, yes. Awesome. So it's like, if you have this kind of dog and they have another kind of dog, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe those two don't get along as well. But... But the one thing that they said in the news article was something about how, oh, she's talked about uh, her sister started dating a guy and he really tried to be a dog person, but he, the dog wasn't allowed at his house or up on his furniture. I I will say this. that I mean, that would be hard, but I've never had a problem with anybody not loving my dog. Yeah. See, and I, I, I would date someone just because they do have a dog and I don't. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, can I can I participate in this? Because I, I don't have a pet, but I would like to meet one. It's so like the people who and a boyfriend. aren't aren't farmers, but go on farmers only. <laughs> okay, maybe that'd be a little shady of me then. <laughs> well, as long as you don't fake that you have a dog. Like, I don't have a dog, but I'd love to meet a man with one. Yeah. Does that sound weird? Let I don't me care. Help share your pet expenses. <laughs> I thought it was a genius idea, though, and I love that it comes right out of the state of Illinois. Like, that, yes. that gives me some, I mean, we don't live in Chicago, but that does give me a little, like, 
hometown pride. Yes. Yes. But it's just such a cool idea. I it loved is. it. I but my favorite part was the like you can do dog friendly meetups and it's yeah. you can do it all from the app. Yeah, and it has in the app like like different bars and restaurants that you know have patios that allow your pets or even just places where you can take a pet of um you know like a certain breed or weight inside. Like that is a really cool thing to know. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I I can't wait for it to get popular and open up more. Yeah. Because I know for myself, I mean, my dog is a little bit bigger dog. And so there's a lot of places he's not allowed and stuff like that. So that would be nice if that information was readily available. That would would be a nice app just in general like take the dating out of it i just want to know where i can take my pet like a lot of people don't know you can take your dog into target i did not know that like there are random places like that that people don't even think about that actually i can take your dog i don't know how true that is because i have a friend who took her dog in and her dog is uh blind and an older dog and so she like picked her dog up and put him put her in the cart and just let her ride and she got asked to leave Really? See, yeah. and I did not think that that was true. Yeah. I did not think that was true. Conspiracy theory. Again. <laughs> Can we just go one podcast without talking about <laughs> conspiracy theories, Whitney? Never. That's how I live my life. All conspiracy theories. That's how I get to All the, the time. Day. All conspiracy theories, all the time. <sighs> Hashtag podcast. <laughs> If we ever get big enough for merch, that's our first t-shirt. <laughs> <sighs> that is that is very true and that is that is very much us, I guess. That's very true. <sighs> but either way, dig. Dig. And it's such a cute name too. It is. I love it. That is so like do you ever see the movie Must Love Dogs? That's what it makes me think of with a million uh, years ago. John yeah. Cusack and yeah. Diane Lane. <sighs> I love that. That is so cute. I just think it's, it's like what, a I, cool play on words because like dogs dig in the dirt. And, and I dig you. And I dig you. Or what if what if you like, you know, you're going through the app. And I imagine maybe it's kind of like Tinder where you just, you know, you, maybe you match or you swipe or you just pick. What if you can pick the dog and not the person? I was about to say, what if you like the person but not the dog? What if you're like, ooh. No, it would be the other way for me. I would probably like the dog more than I like the person. I'd be like... I don't care if that's the cutest border collie I've ever seen. <laughs> Swiping right. Folks. Swiping right. I want to meet that schnauzer. Don't worry, I'll rescue you, puppy. <laughs> you will be mine, schnauzer. Oh, yes. What you if, will be mine. What, what if there's like some real life Corella DeVille's and this could get like really dark really quick? I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I can't believe you said it either. But it's true. Again, conspiracy theory. Number 475 within five episodes. <laughs> I don't know why we called this the podcast. should have been Conspiracy Theory Hour. Because basically, that's what half of our podcast is devoted to. That's true. That's half the time what we talk about. Oh, my goodness. Either way, I hope Dig does come to the Champaign-Urbana area. And I can't imagine that this isn't going to be a really huge thing. Yeah. Because it just has to get traction. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Again, I also really hadn't done any research to see if there was something similar. Because I'm surprised that there that there weren't other similar apps to that. But I imagine that to do that and to create that, that there probably isn't anything that similar, at least in 
the Chicago area or, you know, in the Midwest or that kind of thing. Yeah. But... Well, and they, they were smart. I mean, they stirred it in a good location, I feel like, because Chicago's large enough yeah. that they could get a cult following of it, but it's yeah. not blowing the whole thing and try to open it up nationwide. No, no. It would be something that I think right now, from the sounds of it, it's kind of Chicago-centric. But what about the cat lovers now, though? That has to be their next phase. Not answering that question. Per. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be something stupid, like perfect match. <laughs> Copyrighted. And I will be so mad. Copyright. That's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Nobody take it. We have audio evidence. Yeah. This is recording. <laughs> June 27th. 4.23 p.m. Whitney is copyrighted. Perfect match. Oh, God. Just for, oh, for Perfectmatch.com. It makes me feel like I have a hairball just even saying it. It's terrible. Think of the possibilities. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so done. <laughs> and on that note. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> and as always, thank you to our mom. Thank you, Mom. All right, we will see you next time on the Popcast. I'm Allie. I'm Whitney. Bye. Bye.